When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah. When people asked me and my husband Matthew about our birth plans, our answer was simple. We're doing it at home. So this is a podcast all about our home birth journey. Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm with my husband Matthew, a man who is constantly amused by goofy photos of himself. I swear, <laughs> a surefire way to make this dude laugh is to sit him down and show him a stream of photos of himself doing ridiculous things or making ridiculous faces. You, and you are not lying. He's just thinking about it and it makes him laugh. So if you ever want to take advantage of that opportunity, that's my suggestion. <laughs> What's going on, Matthew? Just hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. Today is... Um... It's actually kind of cool that we're recording today because according to all the doctors and all their science, today is the day that baby Maya is supposed to be coming out. Today's our due date. The guest date. The guest date, yeah. And so it's cool that we're recording this show today and I think Maya is still going to be cooking for a few more days, but uh, it's, it's special. So it's, yeah. uh, it's wonderful being here with you. Thank you. Same. Likewise. Well, today, like you said, we're reaching guest date, so it's a full 40 weeks, so it's been a 40-week journey of all kinds of stuff. Tons of different things. Yes, and the one thing I want to talk about today is the prenatal care, or the prenatal plan, if you will, that we put in place for ourselves, for Mm -hmm. me, for Maya, that worked best for us. Um, And, you know, I'll preface by saying what we share and what we're going to talk about is by no means or any stretch of the imagination medical advice. We are not doctors. We are not midwives. We don't play them on TV. Right. So we have no expertise to be able to give medical advice. So not even close to telling you what to do from a medical standpoint. This is just simply a breakdown of the things that we've done throughout the pregnancy and we experienced were super helpful in preparing us for our home birth, which, you know, will be any day now. Uh, and it's not limited to these things, of course not, but we, these, this is just what worked for us and we would not force any of these things on anyone, um, you know, or say it's the only way. So just putting that out there and prefacing with that, that disclaimer that this is not the holy grail of prenatal anything. It's just what's really worked for us and we've enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, like there's so many different things you can do to prepare for your birth, whether it's a hospital birth, a home birth or whatever is in between and um we've done a whole bunch of stuff i mean we have 10 things that we're going to go through today but we've done a lot more and um yeah like sarah said we're not this isn't medical advice it's just stuff that worked for us and so um, maybe you'll get an idea or two that you can try out and see what your experience is like right just a just a casual conversation and some of them might seem obvious or things like you're absolutely already doing or plan to do or have seen on your own lists or read in articles and some might be a little you know non-traditional in the prenatal care sense, but it all really ties in. So, 
this is just a casual conversation. I want to ping some ideas off of you, Matthew, and share, you know, what we have on our list. And maybe each of us can share an example or something we've experienced around that particular thing. Kick it off. Yeah. So the first one, going with midwives, I mean, again, doesn't sound like a, a very traditional sense prenatal care measure taken, but to go with midwives added immensely to my prenatal experience uh, just for the sheer fact that our appointments with them are an hour long yeah, each month. And then I can't remember when it shifted sometime in the mid thirties week. It went to twice a month. Yes. And now we're at every week. Yeah. So an hour each time we see them, I mean, we could sit down and do the math, but that compared to, you know, the time we were getting when we were starting to go to an OB, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. It's remarkable. Huge... The difference. Yeah, I mean, for for the new listener, we did we went to an OB for the first how many months? Uh, three, like three or four. Yeah, so for the first three or four months, we were set on a hospital birth, and then uh, we started exploring our options, and and eventually decided we wanted to do home birth. So we were we went to go see um, our OB, who we loved. He was awesome, uh, but we got the we got the the standard, you know, OB doctor sort of FaceTime. Right. And, you know, we'd wait, hang out in the room for a little bit, uh, read magazines. He'd come in, he'd chat with us for 10, 15 minutes, right. and then we'd spend most of the time with the assistants and all that. So absolutely, the fact that we get an hour time with the midwife and, and the two apprentices every visit. We've had at least three people in the room every single visit. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm sure with an OB, you start seeing them more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you as well. too. Okay, so, uh, but, you know, you can't beat an hour. Right. And, uh, I mean, in the last the last visit we had, what, today's a Monday, so last visit we had was Wednesday, so it was like, what, five days ago? It was, you know, we're now doing the weekly visit, so we didn't even have much to talk about. Exactly. And we still got an hour, and we just mm-hmm. hung out, and we talked about different articles, things that were happening that were relevant to home birth and and in the in in our area in atlanta and uh we just it was amazing so totally think the midwife uh, the midwives have you know we having an hour-long appointment with them has been powerful sure i love that you mentioned that especially that as we get closer and closer you know we don't have as many questions there's not as many um, medical quote-unquote things to talk about and so they said you know we find that these appointments either get really short or we just end up hanging out and talking and being in relationship and so as far as preparing for home birth and the the care aspect of it to build a a really intimate relationship with these people who are going to be there for such an intimate experience is very important Uh Uh, and so that's what's what's added to that experience for me so definitely our decision to go with midwives and having those set appointments that's that's top in the list so next uh chiropractor Going to the chiropractor weekly, yeah. which was a recommendation of the midwives to help me with, you know, my alignment. I had been having some hip issues and it's still kind of, still kind of talking to me a little bit, uh, you know, throughout the pregnancy. And their recommendation was go see a chiropractor, get aligned, you know, with the opening up of your hips and this and that. And it just turned out that you started going as well. So now we had this like kind of family approach of yeah. um, alignment and health, you know, from the inside out yeah and i i was totally in the in the belief that you go to a chiropractor when you are uh in your more mature years of life um, or when you've got you know a crummy back or something like that um, not when you're 30 years old and so 
that was sort of my paradigm. And then I went in there and they did the evaluation and I got to talk to them and I just learned more about chiropractic care and, you know, the, the, what it, it's all truly about. And uh, I love it. I think it's amazing. And what I'm really enjoying from the prenatal side of things for you is that there's so many things that the chiropractor, uh, that our doctor does to help get Maya into position. Right. And also to help your body just continue to flow with the process. So from the, the uh, loosening of your ligaments to the opening of your hips to getting uh, Maya to, to be more, you know, to engage and right. do all these different things. The chiropractor is actually helping out with those. And I would have never thought that chiropractic care um, could impact, you know, the, the prenatal process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's been amazing. And, you know, I hear a lot of accounts, not only from our chiropractor, but in other things I've read, women who have steady chiropractic care throughout their pregnancy tend to have smoother deliveries just because the body is more primed and, and ready and has received that care to open up for that experience so definitely recommend chiropractic uh next yoga yoga has been huge for me throughout the pregnancy um prenatal yoga i've practiced yoga off and on for a number of years now but it was really important to me to kind of hone in during this time frame especially for the breath i would say for nothing else yoga really helps you to tap into that breath if you're not doing things outside of it that also help you work on your breathing um, and I just, in, in all these documentaries I've been watching, all these things I've been reading, so many women cite their yogic practice as being one of the number one things that helped them through their pregnancy, you know, whether it was natural or in a hospital hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Explain that a little bit more. Explain why and how yoga has helped you with your breath and why that's important. Sure. So I, I feel I do a number of other things to work on my breath, but yoga is an awesome supplementary aspect to it in which yoga really teaches you, I mean, depending on what kind you're doing, when you start out the practice, it's about coming inside. And I really believe, not having experienced it yet, but hearing from other women, when you're in that, whatever, that that hurricane of, of, of birthing, you really are called to go inside and experience what's, you know, what's happening. And the... <clears throat> All the yogic breath, whether it's the like ocean breathing or it's it's just very intentional breath work. You know, in yoga, you're taught to inhale at certain moments and exhale at certain moments. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you're going through birthing time. So it's it's just like a, a mini training ground to then when you feel your body going under some sort of stress or whatever to tap into what that felt like and embrace that. Uh, so that's what the yoga means for me. And it's also a time to get in touch with Maya. It's a time to get in touch with baby. You Mm. know, when you're, when you're in certain postures or, you know, you're holding your belly, you're holding your heart, you're really evoking that connection that you may be forgetting about throughout the day when you're going about your your normal business. So it's really time for stillness and quiet and connection. Mm. That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Moving on? Yep. Great. So moving from yoga <clears throat> into exercise... Exercise is an interesting topic for being pregnant. You know, some women feel all different types of way about it. Um, You know, if it's something you're not used to doing that much before being pregnant, then I can see how it would be a little daunting or scary. Um, You know, where do I start or what do I do? But my recommendation, if you haven't been exercising before being pregnant, is to just seek the guidance and coaching of someone who's very well experienced in working with, with pregnant women and can guide you through a really awesome, you know, prenatal experience. If you do exercise beforehand, like, like I do, you know, I'm a trainer, it's just normal. Like it just, it it would have felt weird to not. And similar to the yoga, how the yoga is a a mini little practice version for what things you could experience during birth. uh, I feel the same way about exercise that, kind of training your body to go beyond and see beyond what it's what you thought it was capable of. The breathing is a huge part. Sitting in discomfort. You know, there's a lot of things in the type of training that we do together. You know, you're sitting in a squat hold for an extended period of time or you're hanging from a bar or you're doing a handstand and things like that really train you to just be with what you're doing. and Yeah, and breathe. Yeah, and breathe. And birth can be... Anywhere on this long spectrum of, of time, you know, some women it's a couple hours, some women it's a couple of days. So just that that endurance training, I think is huge. I look at exercise as just supporting you in this huge marathon you're going to be running yeah. nine months later. Yeah, and for me, it's been an awesome bonding experience <clears throat> with you. Um, early on in the pregnancy for the first, like what, one, two trimesters, uh, you were pretty much exercising as you normally did Mm -hmm. and so that was great that you know you and i got a chance to bond and we could continue doing that and then as it got more into the third trimester you started shifting a bit and now that we are at 40 weeks we've been doing uh walks through the neighborhood and doing like little mini sort of uh hip and 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 leg opening exercises like little lunges and things like that um up and down the hills in our neighborhood and that's been an incredible, incredibly fun bonding experience for me with you and the dogs and Maya. Just something that we're able to do each day and uh, just just to come together. And, and it's through exercise. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of exercise. I think uh, your body wants to be in motion and like, you know, your body's striving to get back to health all the time. Mm-hmm. And so exercise is just, you know allowing your body to be and do and feel and move the way that it, it's naturally meant to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Next is number five. Five, yeah. Is pool. 
Oh my gosh. And this is something I did not discover until way later in pregnancy. <laughs> um, had I time to go back, I would have tapped into this sooner. Um, also being pregnant in the, the heat of Atlanta summer, I, I just didn't realize how awesome the pool would feel. You know, a few women had recommended me to, to do it. Um, it's just so, I don't even really have words for it. You just have to do it to experience it. Just to, to feel like weightless again, or to like feel even like your normal weight. Cause I didn't, I get, you know, like I said, I discovered it late, so I didn't start going to a pool and we don't even have one. So I was going to a friend's, you know, community pool. Was it week like what? 35? Yeah, I was was way, way into pregnancy. But when I got in the pool, I just thought, Oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) So, uh, if I had a friend now who was just finding out she was pregnant, I would recommend going to the pool like at least once a week just to sit in it and be in it and move around and grab a bunch of noodles so you can float because I can't float anymore right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's just, and to be in water, you know, like I plan on being in water for, for laboring, for birthing time and for potentially birth the, the actual event. So it's just, you know, that, that connection, it's so soothing and relaxing. And like I said, you, you feel so light and yeah. it's, it's just awesome. So to, so why that's part of like a, a prenatal care plan for me or, you know, whatever you want to call it is it just adds to you feeling great. I mean, things that are going to make you feel great and, and add to your, your energy and your overall health that are healthy for you. Yes. Then do those things. Like yeah. that's what, that's what you want to be doing. And you know, pool is just one of those for me. So that's, that's why I have it here on this list. Yeah. I mean, I remember you talking about how your, your knees and your joints and your hips and all of that felt tons of relief when you got into the water because mm-hmm. there's no more weight on it. Yeah. And you can be in positions in the water that you may not be able to on land, yeah. you know, you can even lean forward and be hanging over noodles on your belly. You know, you can be squatting down all the way and like bringing your knees up and things yeah. like that. It's just a lot more effortless movement and to feel effortless in, in any particular area I find is a really great affirming thing in pregnancy because you, you are dealing with the fact that your body is shifting so much yeah. and things are going to change. So any areas where you can still experience that effortlessness totally all about number six natural products so this is a very broad category of course but i was interested in using natural methods for the things that popped up during pregnancy that are sometimes not so pleasant um so things like heartburn um i was not interested in taking tums although there was an emergency situation one day in the car (laughs) where we certainly had to pull over and i popped a couple and that those are the only I've had throughout the pregnancy. Um, but outside of that, using things like Slippery Elm, never even heard of that. Yeah, me neither. Midwives, the midwives. They are such great resources of this type of information. Um, they're these like little kind of sweet tablets. You would it's... imagine them to be like Tums, but they're yeah. totally natural and a great heartburn relief. They smell like syrup. Yes, they do. They do. When you're eating them, I'm like, are you, are you, do you have pancakes over there or something? <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of natural remedies for things like that that I just didn't know about. And a quick Google search or a quick call to your midwife or friend or visiting a local herb shop or a Whole Foods or something can really open your options as far as natural, holistic uh, remedies. Um, 
Teas also really helped me with heartburn throughout the pregnancy. There's this one brand that's really awesome called Earth Mama Angel Tea. Amazing. They have a great heartburn tea. And then, you know, there's the maybe not so often talked about but understood side effect of pregnancy, things like hemorrhoids. I didn't even really know what hemorrhoids was before being pregnant. And then here I am kind of in the third trimester understanding that I'm experiencing it. And it's not a picnic if you've if you've had them before. Um, but again, I wasn't interested in just going the preparation H route or whatever else it was. So things like witch hazel, again, yeah. never <laughs> heard of that. But you can pick them up at, you know, a local Whole Foods or health food store. There are these, you know, pads that help relieve that area. And what they kind of look like those, um, those like clear cell face wipe things. Yes, that's exactly what they look like. These little like swab things. But they're for your booty. Yes, yes they are. And, you know, it helps. So natural products, we'll have some links to other examples of things like this in the the show notes. But Well, before we move on to the next one, another natural thing for the hemorrhoids was potato. Oh yes, yeah. The, potato. The, the midwives were like, "All you gotta do is just take a, you know, a brown potato, like a normal white potato, or white yeah. potato, and uh, cut it and peel it to make it kind of like a little handheld doohickey, and just sort of doohickey, like rub it on your butt. Well, not just rub, but you stick it up there and stick it sit up your there butt. with it for a while. So. Yes, I thank you for reminding me. I've been, oh. very, been very intimate with Mr. Potato Head. Oh, well, I'm reminding you because I had to carve your little suppository butt plug a few oh times. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, had to, I made a few of them for you. So, yep. and it, it, what, it helped a little bit. It did. It did help a little bit. I think you got pumped up, though, uh, relief wise with the witch hazel as well. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's probably going to be a different combination for everyone of what's going to work best. But, yeah, yeah. white potato, if you're going to do that, you don't need to get fancy with, like, purple potatoes or sweet potatoes. No Yukon Golds. Yeah, no, none of that. Just, like, a standard run-of-the-mill potato is what you want there. (laughs) So, speaking of potatoes, (laughs) number seven that I want to talk about is nutrition. Again, might seem obvious, but nutrition looks different for everyone where they're at in their pregnancy or how they relate to it. And one of the biggest things for me, um, misconceptions and, and old beliefs that I held about pregnancy, of course, when you go into it, you think like, oh, I'm eating for two. Like, this is just going to be a smorgasbord like every single day. Guy, I'm going to eat whatever I want and this and that. Well, it turns out that's not exactly true. Um, you know, I, I don't have the caloric breakdown for you, but for an average pregnancy, you know, average health and weight woman, you don't need, I don't I think it's, it's so small, like maybe like 50 to a hundred calories more. They might recommend that yeah. you, that you consume. Um, and that was the, I remember that was the OB who first said that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I, I just think just like you, I, I, you hear you're eating for two. Right. And you, I can easily bring up examples of, of, uh, you know, pregnant women that would just go in mm-hmm. on whatever they wanted mm-hmm. and then to step into his office and he's like, yeah, you don't need to eat much more than you're already eating. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that you're eating you know, very healthy foods. Mm-hmm. You want to keep your body healthy. You want all of the, the, the nutrition, the nutrients, all of that is going to go right into your baby. So, you know, don't be chowing down on the corn dogs and the mm-hmm. and the, the donuts and all that stuff. Like, eat healthy foods. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, uh, 
it wasn't a shock to hear someone tell us to eat healthy foods. No. Like that, I, I wasn't surprised that a doctor was recommended healthy foods, but <laughs> I was surprised that he said you don't need to eat for two, mm-hmm. meaning you don't have to double your portions. Right, right. And there are some days you don't even want to. I mean, what I've found so fascinating about my relationship to food over these past nine months is there's sometimes like I don't even want to look at it and not even, you know, because of nausea or whatever. It's just, you know, as I've gotten bigger, you know, your stomach gets more pressure put on it. And so you may yeah. not be as hungry or full or, or you know, whatever, like everything changes. And so I think it's just about finding consistency and what works for you and what's going to, again, make you feel great. Like what foods are going to make you feel great um, long term, not just that that immediate rush and then you crash afterwards yeah so um nutrition not eating for two eight meditation meditation has been huge um particularly uh the hypnobirthing class that we've been doing called hypno babies um we've been doing the self-guide version self-guided version um it's just a series of recorded hypnosis um sessions that you know you do daily and then there's reading to go along with it there's reading for the birthing partner there's affirmation um tracks to listen to it's just been a really awesome practice to have during this time um you know kind of going along with the yoga it's time to sit and be still and connect but then there's also this huge piece of it that is visualization of how you're choosing to experience your pregnancy and then how you also intend to experience your birth. Yeah. And that's amazing. I mean, it's putting you in the same realm as as like top athletes who envision themselves like putting the ball in the basket or the hole or running across that finish line or, you know, scoring that touchdown. Like some of the most successfully minded people see themselves doing what it is they do like they've already experienced it in their minds so what you see then is just a manifestation of what they already knew and you can totally apply that to birth and the pregnancy experience you know what i'm imagining what i'm feeling within myself is already so is already my truth so to bring it out now or to have it play out it's just it's just part of the plan it's what i knew Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, and, and one thing that I thought was cool about it is, um, you know, initially hearing something that was hypnosis, I think I just had the whole, you know, magician, like, trick type of thing in my mind around hypnosis. Uh, but a lot of what I've experienced through hypnobabies is there's a lot of rescripting, um, disempowering, unhealthy thought patterns mm-hmm. around birth. So, for example, uh, when you think of, even though, okay, well, I'll start with the words. Like what hypnobabies does is they um, they substitute more like powerful words for less than powerful words. So instead of the word labor, yeah, you know, you use the word uh, birthing time. Yes. Instead of the word contraction, you use the word pressure wave, and it's because labor and contraction we just because of the way that I don't know it's portrayed in media. Um, 
the things that we see and hear and read, like those words are associated with pain mm-hmm. and struggle and trauma and chaos. And so I, I totally get, I, I'm, I'm a huge, you know, believer in and supporter of um, this idea that if a word has a, an association that's going to create those feelings in you, that anxiety, that fear, substitute it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I love about hypnobabies that they, they do that. They substitute words and they really just get you in the most powerful, present you know, mindset and um, give you some pretty awesome tools that I'm excited, I'm very excited to, to see us use when birthing time comes. Agreed. Absolutely. Number nine on our list is a supportive community. And that could look like so many different things. It could be your church group. It could be your coworkers, your extended family and friends. It could be, you know, maybe you have a bunch of really awesome neighbors in your neighborhood that are all really tight. But it it's for so many reasons. It's so important, I believe, during pregnancy and the birthing time to have a community behind you, to have that group of people who can hold you accountable to what it is you say you're, you're going to do, who you're going to be through this process. And as parents, we're going to love you, uh, support you, bring you food, whatever it is, yeah. but just create that space for people to to be a part of your life that way, if that's what you choose and that's what you want. But for us, it's been very important for Maya, you know, our baby to be a part of like a village, you know, be a part of a community where it's it's very much like a communal effort to raise and bring a child forth into the world. That's that's very important to us. So that's what we've really emphasized throughout this pregnancy, whether that's people coming to midwife appointments with us, taking me shopping for maternity clothes when I was so hopeless and had no idea what to do in that area. Um, help us clean the house, bring food. I mean, it just adds, I mean, talk about prenatal care. I mean, care around, around us as a unit, as a family, like that, it's probably been one of the biggest things, honestly, out of all of this, um, is just having those people. Yeah. I think it, since the, since we first announced we were pregnant, we, we started to experience the, uh, the love from the community and the friends that we have and family members and it only ramped up Mm -hmm. and it ramped up significantly in the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. um and it's just been uh, unbelievable and uh i i i agree with you that's probably been my favorite most um the part of the prenatal care that like just gives me that feeling that wow people really dig us and can't wait to meet maya and because people really showed up powerfully, mm-hmm. really showed up powerfully. So it's, I think it's been my favorite part of the overall prenatal care. Mm-hmm. And she feels that. I believe that baby feels that when you have people think so. rallied around you. And, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I have these people, but I don't want to bother them or this and that. Screw that. They want to be a part of this experience with you. They absolutely do. They want to help. And it's a really great practice for you before you go into this time of your life where a little person's going to need you 24-7 to to start leaning on people and to start util, like utilizing that help you know yeah. start that practice now of accepting and receiving and getting help where needed and here's here's a great example of this um our friend she off what did did she reach out to you did you reach out to her uh and 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 to offer help 
And she came yesterday to help with the cabinets. She asked if there was anything she could do. Okay, so that's and what it was. And my, of so, course, initial reaction was like, no, it's okay. But then I thought about it. And well, was, no, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> let's, so so well, here's, I thought about it after you said it. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. So, like, and, you know, I might get I might get sort of up in the clouds with this. The universe is going to just pour abundance on us, mm. right? And it happens in so many different ways. So, for example, we're at the grocery store and you finish checking out and someone says, hey, can I bring your your groceries to your car for you mm-hmm. and that's happened to me probably hundreds of times right. and i always say no and that's me saying no to somebody giving me something to the universe giving me abundance right so once i became aware of that especially around our pregnancy i wanted just to say yes when someone's gonna wants to offer themselves wants to uh, show us they care wants to give us love i wanted to say yes so our friend asked us, I think it was like on Friday or something, mm-hmm. hey, is there anything that we can do, that, that I can do for you? Mm-hmm. And your initial response was no. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, Sarah, let's, like, she wants to help. Right. The same way that you just said that the people in your community yeah. want to help. She wants to help us. Let's, let's create an opportunity for her to help. Right. And so I said, you know, our cabinets need to get rearranged at some point. Because we, we've we been living in this home for over two years and we filled up every single cabinet with stuff. Well, now we got to fill it up with baby stuff. So we got to consolidate and get rid of and mm-hmm. yada, yada. And so that's what she did. She came over yesterday. We cooked her breakfast. And she spent, what, two hours? Yeah. Helping us take things out of the cabinets, rearrange things, free up space. And she got a lot out of it. And we got a lot out of it. Yeah. And it was just an amazingly beautiful experience. So... You know, saying yes, say yes when people are trying to to offer themselves or their services or their food or their time or their money, whatever it is, just start saying yes. Yes, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's um, round off the list with number ten, and I think it's a great segue from what you were just talking about is working on yourself. Yeah. And a lot of these things can add to that, you know, whether it's your your yoga, your exercise, your nutrition, maybe that's how you work on yourself. But for me and what it's looked like, it's just being very intentional about who I am, where I'm at in my life, what I want to experience, what my mission is. What's important what's, to you. Yes, yeah. same for you. You know, this this can absolutely apply to the partner or, or father as well, all of these 10 things. Um you know, because it's a joint effort, you know, I believe we're both pregnant in this situation. So by working on ourselves, I think it just puts us in this state of preparing to be that example for someone. I mean, we're examples for people all day, every day as is, you know, even if you don't think you are, when you go out anywhere you go, you have watchers, you have people who are seeing what you're doing and seeing how you're acting and, and seeing how you're relating to things. But now there's this little person that you're completely responsible for and um yeah like who do you want to be what kind of example do you want to be and this is a really great like seed planting time for that I feel like during this this pregnancy process where you can you can dream you can create you can set intentions you can affirm like all these things that you can do it's such a a really ripe powerful time to do that and so whether that's you know, doing things like meditation, reading, journaling, writing, documenting your experience like we've been doing, you know, documenting the pregnancy experience. That can be an example of working on yourself, writing letters to baby for the future, all types of ways to to maximize on this this really precious time. 
Yeah, and you know, I'll I'll go ahead and say it. Um, you are a life coach, and you are you do coach people on how they can get in touch with themselves and really and and just unleash that awesomeness that's within them. So I know that you have a a a, a process that you take people through that includes you know uh, really tapping into what you value. Um, getting very clear on the roles that you play in life and what roles are most important to you, um, being able to to uh, create goals and set priorities around those roles, developing a mission statement. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if you didn't want to say it, but you have a very um, intentional, powerful uh, process that you've created around working on yourself. And so we'll throw a link to it in the bottom of this episode. Um, it's called Unleash Your Humble Badass. Yes. And so that is an amazing way to work on yourself um, through pregnancy. And you and I have both done a number of the things from that program mm -hmm. um, as part of our prenatal care. Mm -hmm. And just as honestly as part of our, our self-care and self-love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we would be doing that stuff even if we weren't pregnant. Right. And it'll continue after Maya gets here. So um, it deserves a spot on the list. I and agree. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's uh, that's 10 right there. That is 10. So those are our 10 awesome things for what has been an amazing pregnancy experience and things that have really added to it um, overall in terms of, of the term prenatal care. Uh, that's that's all for today's episode. Um, if you got some value from the show, from the podcast, um, show us some love with a review on iTunes. Check us out there. Um, also share with us uh, any of your prenatal care tips or things that you did that worked for you or maybe you have some examples from the things that we talked about that were really awesome in your experience. Yeah, I, I want to hear your favorite. Okay. So send us your favorite prenatal care tip or activity or whatever that you, you did um, during your pregnancy that stood out and you just want to share it with people because maybe it was unique or maybe um, whatever it is. So you can shoot us an email at diahpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, it's diahpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, di at diahpodcast. And so, yeah, send us, uh, send us some stuff. Cool. Thanks for listening to us share our experience with home birth. Bye. See ya. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.